Holy Father in heaven, blessed be your holy name, O Lord. Thank you for your goodness, your love, your mercy and kindness which you have shown to all of us. Despite our weaknesses and sins, despite our iniquities, you have been good to us. We worship you, Lord, and say glory, praise, honor, be unto your name now and forevermore. Now, dear Lord, it's our sincere desire to please you with our lives. Consecrate us to your service, Lord, that we may be proper ambassadors for you here on earth, living up to your commands and your will and bringing joy to heaven. Therefore, Lord, grant us of your spirit that we may receive power to be sons of God. Please, Lord, as we go through our devotion, grant us understanding. Put your words in our mouth that we may speak words that will bless all who would listen. Bless us now, dear Lord, and grant everyone who is listening of your spirit also. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Our High Calling, August 29 A Strong Fortress of Truth To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Colossians chapter 1, verse 27 I have a continual longing for Christ to be formed within the hope of glory. I long to be beautified every day with the meekness and gentleness of Christ growing in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ up to the full stature of men and women in Christ Jesus. I must, as an individual, through the grace given me of Jesus Christ, keep my own soul in health by keeping it as a divine channel through which His grace, His love, His patience, His meekness shall flow to the world. This is my duty, and no less the duty of every church member who claims to be a son or a daughter of God. The Lord Jesus has made his church the depository of sacred truth. He has left with her the work of carrying out his purposes and his plans to save the souls for whom he has manifested such interest, such unmeasured love. Like the sun in relation to our world, he rises amid the moral darkness, the sun of righteousness. He said of himself, I am the light of the world. John chapter 8 verse 12. He said to his followers, Ye are the light of the world. Matthew chapter 5 verse 14 By reflecting the image of Jesus Christ, by the beauty and holiness of their characters, by their continual self-denial and their separation from all idols, large or small, they reveal that they have learned in the school of Christ. They are continually catching the spirit of love and forbearance, meekness and gentleness, 
and they stand as representatives of Christ, a spectacle to the world, to angels and to men. Walking and working in the world, but not of the world, they are answering in their characters the prayer of Christ. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. John chapter 17 verse 15 They are to stand as the strong fortress of truth, their light shining far in the moral darkness of the world. The Lord has a message for the watchmen on the walls of Zion to bear. The trumpet is to give no uncertain sound. Amen. The title of our devotion this morning is A Strong Fortress of Truth. And our key text says, To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Ours is to have the privilege of being a fortress, the vessels for which the glory of God will be made manifest to the world. The world light in darkness. That's what the devotion brings before us again. But that God wants the light of Christ's character to be presented before the world. Our high calling, page 247, paragraph 3. The Lord Jesus has made his church the depository of sacred truth. He has left with her the work of carrying out his purposes and his plans to save the souls for whom he has manifested such interest, such unmeasured love. Like the sun in relation to our world, he rises amid the moral darkness, the sun of righteousness. He said of himself, I am the light of the world. John 8 verse 12. He said to his followers, you are the light of the world. Matthew 5 verse 14. By reflecting the image of Jesus Christ, by the beauty and holiness of their characters, by their continual self-denial and their separation from all idols, large or small, in the school of Christ, they are continually catching the spirit of love and forbearance, meekness and gentleness, and they stand as representatives of Christ, a spectacle to the world, to angels, and to men. We are a fortress of the character of Christ, a fortress of the image of Jesus, which is a mystery to the world. How can human beings, whom we have always known to be wicked, evil, people whom we have lived with, that we have always known to have ill tempers, that are quarrelsome, all of a sudden become gentle, forgiving, patience, patient, forbearing. How can this be? What has happened? 
you would you would understand why the man in Gadara who had demanded Bible said he had legions he had demons in him they knew him for someone who lived in the caves and was chained and when Jesus met him the Bible said that they saw him he was closed and in his right mind and he sat at the feet of Jesus it must have been a wonder which is why the reading the, the, the key text says to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles which is Christ in you the hope of glory Colossians 1 verse 27 the attributes of Christ seen in us is a wonder to the world is the only evidence that will convince the world like the Sun in relation to our world he rises amid the moral darkness the son of righteousness he said of himself I am the light of the world so here we get the picture that the world lies in darkness and Jesus rises out of the darkness he is the light of the world so what is the condition of the darkness of this world well I would like to paint a, a little picture of the kind of world Jesus lived in and how he was the light of this world in the book of Mark 3 verse 21 speaking of his friends the Bible says that and when his friends heard of it they went out to lay hold on him for they said he is behind beside himself Mark 3 verse 21 in the Bible in basic English says and when his friends had news of it they went out to get him saying he is off his head another translation say he's out of his mind what was Jesus doing that made his friends go to capture him and say he's out of his senses Mark 3 was the, the account of where Jesus gathered the 12 disciples and he had prayed before he the Bible says that in verse 39 he goeth up into a mountain and calleth unto him whom he would and they came unto him and he ordained twelve that they should be with him that he might send them for to preach and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast devils Bible lists the name Simon Peter James sons of Zebedee etc so this is when Jesus was beginning his ministry and he gathered the 12 and others to preach but how was it interpreted the Bible says that his friends when they heard it they said something is out of place Jesus is out of his mind he's mad now that's the character of the world that's darkness how does the world interpret the right decisions you make Jesus is here obeying his father and doing what his father wants him to do. His friends, they are seeing him as out of his mind. What should you do? How did Jesus handle this? I'll paint another case. John chapter 10 verse 20. The Bible said that, And many of them said, He hath a devil and is mad. Why hear ye him? Now Jesus is speaking and then people are saying he is mad what happens when you are upstage preaching or 
people look at you and just say you're mad by the things which are right no offense meant but they paint you as being mad what kind of light should emanate from us remember the reading has already told us that jesus shines as light in the world in which there is moral darkness in fact in matthew 12 verse 46 it is said that why jesus spoke why he yet talked to the people this is another case now behold his mother and his brethren stood without desiring to speak with him then one said to him behold thy mother and thy brethren stand without desiring to speak with thee now in this case they are the some commentary says jesus was his parents were not happy his brethren were not happy with how he was spending his time in ministry and they wanted to recall him and say come back home what did jesus say he answered who is my mother who are my brethren he stretched forth his hand toward the disciples and said behold my mother and my brethren and whosoever shall do the will of my father which is in heaven the same is my brother and my sister and my mother so the point here is at different times in Christ's life he met with false accusation and embarrassing statements but his light shined in these times when he did not retaliate in the same manner he had forbearance first peter chapter 2 verse 19 for this is thankworthy if a man for conscience toward god endure grief suffering wrongfully did jesus suffer wrongfully there yes verse 20 for what glory is it if remember for what glory is it which means there's a glory in it now but he said for what glory is it when you be buffeted or for your faults you shall take it patiently but if when you do well and suffer for it you take it patiently this is acceptable with god so there's a darkness here where you are doing well but you are being accused wrongly for it the light the fortress of light in us of truth in us is to bear it well patiently this is acceptable to god verse 21 for even hereunto were ye called because christ also suffered for us leaving us an example that you should walk in his steps how did he do it verse 22 who did no sin that's the light now sin is darkness light says who did no sin neither was guile found in his mouth who when he was reviled reviled not again when he suffered he threatened not but committed himself to him that judged righteously a fortress of truth jesus said i am the way the truth and the life so we are carrying the character the patience the forbearance the courage the truthfulness of christ in our hearts we are reflecting it in the moral darkness that exists in the world ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 says but be ye therefore followers of god as dear children and walk in love as christ also had loved us 
and had given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savour. Then he continues, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becoming saints, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know that no homonger, no unclean person, no covetous man who is an idolater had any inheritance in the kingdom of God. Then he continues, Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. Why? Verse 8, Ephesians 5 verse 8. For you were sometimes darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Amen. What is darkness here? The Bible lists them. Fornication, uncleanliness, covetousness, filthiness, foolish talking, jesting, homonging, or adultery, covetousness, uncleanliness. All these things we are darkness. But the light of Christ in us, we are told, should now lead us to walk and light away from darkness. I will encourage us to understand that God desires us to shine with his character. Jesus asked, When the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith? Then he said, Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But God wants us to stand out, to shine with his character in the midst of the moral darkness. First, I would say that it will require humility on our parts to let the light shine. Because man glories in his own weakness, in his own failures, on his own faults. The things that are objectionable, that are not approved of God, is the things we take pride in. 1 John 2 verse 15 for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, and not of the Father. This is what the world takes pride in. The movies, the games take pride in competition. The, the fashion of the world takes pride in adultery and immodesty. There's even there is no show of shame. In it, it is seen as a noble thing to even, in some offices, it is normal to steal or to bear false records, to mix up data or information just to make things align. In some homes, it is normal for husband to cheat on wife or wife to cheat on husband, for children to be disrespectful, to curse, use curse words, to be angry without reason. Is normal and it will require humility on our part to accept to not let these things influence us if you find yourself in such situations God wants us to shine as light and I'm saying it will require humility to turn away from this well-trodden path of the world this way of darkness that gives carnal joy you know some people derive joy when they make other people weep when they use words that wound and cut, 
it gives them a sense of ego an achievement i have yes he's crying they say they are sadists that's another word for it but god wants us to choose his own way and it will require humility jeremiah 13 verse 15 it says hear ye and give ear be not proud for the lord hath spoken give glory to the lord your god before he caused darkness and before your feet stumble upon the dark mountains and while you look for light he turn it into the shadow of death and make it gross darkness but if you shall, if you will not hear it my soul shall weep in secret places for your pride and my eyes shall weep so and roll down with tears because the lost flock is carried away captive therefore isaiah 60 verse 1 says arise shine for thy light is come and the glory of the lord is risen upon thee for behold the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people but the lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee and the gentiles shall come to thy light and kings to the brightness of thy rising amen god intends that why gross darkness rises is is seen in the world corruption and hatred and all the evil that light will be rising instead upon us as the darkness is becoming thicker the character the glory of christ the mystery that christ in us the hope of glory will be made more manifest the character the attributes of christ will become more prominent and darkness is on one end and light is shining on the other end it will require humility on our parts to say god we believe your ways are better i was watching a documentary once where a jewish woman said that one of the passages she does not like in the bible is where jesus was saying pray for your enemies bless them and curse them not for those who despitefully use you if they compare you to go one mile go two miles she said she doesn't like it and the reason being that she said we are living with our enemies here why would jesus say that but that's the light whereas they speak evil of you they see you in your light in first peter i said when i just read for what glory is it if when you are buffeted for your faults you shall take it patiently but if when you do well and suffer for it ye take it patiently this is acceptable with god so we need to humble ourselves and walk by Christ's principles so that his glory not our glory not our own ways but his own character will be seen and then i say that we need to be connected with Christ jesus said without me you can do nothing this brings the necessity of abiding with Christ you cannot of your own self bear fruit i cannot the branch without the vine cannot bear any fruit and so we need to be constantly prayerful when in the face of the moral darkness or the temptations that we want to bring the glory of god forward we ask god for help because we are no longer in our own business you don't need the help of god to be a sinner i don't need the grace of god to to be a jester to commit adultery no but the moment it's now called upon me to manifest resistance against the devil we need power
and we need to abide in Christ. This brings the necessity of us to always have our private devotions, our prayer seasons, to recharge ourselves because the light you're going to shine, just like the bulb, the bulb does not give light of itself. It has to receive current from somewhere. It has to be generated somewhere. So Jesus is the source of our light. And he tells us, you are the light of the world as long as you abide in me. So while we are humble, we need to be connected. That's the second thing. And the third thing I would like to say about this is, for light to shine, there has to be darkness. Darkness meaning there has to be situations that will call for patience. Situations that will call for forbearance. Situations that will call for you to be courageous and truthful and honest. They may be cheating in the office, but at that pop moment, that's the moment Jesus wants you to be honest. That's the light shining. So when there's darkness, there's a decree that they made a decree like they did in the case of Daniel. They checked the records. They did not find anything against him, but they made a law that no one should pray. That law was darkness, gross darkness. But Daniel decided to stand to shine as light in the world. So we need to give glory to God that, oh, this is an opportunity to let the glory of God shine. And not to weep and to regret it. If you're a student, when there is a time, and they say Sabbath exams, when you have done everything that you can do to avert it, maybe meet your lecturers and do all the processing you could do, and then the darkness still shines. Brother and sister, it's the period to let the light shine. It's to give God glory. Say, oh God, thank you for choosing me to let your light shine. When you're in traffic and someone is cursing you, and you have checked, you have not done anything wrong, and someone is cursing you, using the wrong words, that moment is a time to allow the light of forbearance and forgiveness and patience to shine. James chapter 1 verse 2 says, My brethren, count is all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Verse 12 says, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Only those who endure, who have opportunities to prove their love for God, will receive a crown. We cannot go on ease, the bed of roses and ease, and expect to receive a crown. When men before us have fought, they have stood for the truth. Cannot share in the joy of Christ if we've not had the opportunity to prove it. So count it all joy that God has chosen you to be a reflection of His own character through the circumstances which we face. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith work it patience. Well, let patience have a perfect work that it may be perfect entire wanting nothing it's a privilege to reflect the glory of god to have help to have have heaven by your side angels by your side by my side to help us whereas before i used to be angry and easily irritated that's what i mean and impatient i see myself in a situation where the same things that used to irritate me before are repeated 
But by the grace of God, I overcome them. I don't even get moved or agitated. I rather pity. Like like Philip said to Stephen, rather, Stephen was praying when he was being stoned. He said, Father, lay not this sin to their charge. And I'm wondering, how can a man who's being stoned say to God, please, lay not this sin to their charge? You can tell that the glory of God was in the life of Stephen. He was ripe. He was really shining. And that's the glory. That's the fortress of truth. That's the light shining in darkness. That's what God wants us to be like. So in our day-to-day activities, in our life, we should understand what God wants to use us to do and not murmur or compare or complain. But count it all joy that God has chosen these things. He has chosen us to reflect His glory. I pray that the will of God will be made manifest in our lives different situations and scenarios that may arise, even if Nebuchadnezzar decides to hit the fallen seven times that will stand true to God and if anyone lacks wisdom like the Bible says we should ask for the sake of the glory of God, the Bible said it shall be given to us may this be our experience in Christ's name, Amen Amen A strong fortress of truth a fortress of truth is our last resort. In other words, if a fortress is broken, then we have nowhere to hide. So the truth is the only place strong enough to hold us. And in the memory text, Paul was saying that there is a mystery, this mystery among the Gentiles, to whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. What is this mystery? Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Then in the second paragraph it says, I have a continual longing for Christ to be formed within the hope of glory. I long to be beautified every day with the meekness, with his meekness and gentleness of Christ growing in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ up to the full stature of men and women in Christ Jesus. I must as an individual through the grace given me of Jesus Christ keep my own soul in health by keeping it as a divine channel through which his grace, his love, his patience, his meekness shall flow to the world this is my duty and no less the duty of every church member who claims to be a son or a daughter of god so you see that there is a duty to be performed by every church member who claims to be a son or daughter of god to keep our own soul in health it is a command it is a privilege it is a duty god has pledged himself to keep this machinery in healthful action if the human agent will obey his laws and cooperate with him every thou shall not whether in physical or moral law contains or implies a promise if it is obeyed blessings will attend our steps he requires us to obey natural law to preserve physical health Helpful Living, page 22. 
councils on herd 575 if we had practice what we profess to believe if there were sincere herd reformers there would indeed be a spectacle to the world to angels and to men and they will show a far greater zeal for the salvation of those who are ignorant of the truth you see everybody looks forward to this glorious appearing and the promised body that he will give us an incorruptible body but here and now we have we must show that we want him to be king over us here now he must be king in our hearts the kingdom of grace is within you if we do not allow him to reign here by even in simple things as eating and drinking if we are not faithful in that which is least who is going to give us this glorious body if we cannot take care of this corruptible one and now why is that so it says in page 76 that diet affects both physical and moral health those who will not eat and drink from principle will not be governed by principle in other things so paul in his own experience says that when he was a child he thought and acted like a child but as he kept growing it was time for him to put away childish things and so we that are hoping to grow into the fullness of the stature of the man men and women in christ it's time to put away some things that will appear childish especially when it comes to the requirements that god has given us all our ideas about the arguments that we used to present against reform we see that it will not stand it will they will be like ropes of sand here and so god has given us the opportunity now as a people to come in contact with the knowledge of the saving grace even the knowledge of health and this is what he wants to be communicated to the world that it will bells the world reading from the fourth paragraph it says they are answering in their characters the prayer of Christ i pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil john 17:15 they are to stand as the strong fortress of truth their light shining far in the moral darkness of the world the lord has a message for the watchmen on the walls of zion to bear the trumpet is to give no uncertain sound and so we know that it was for the darkness that the people say my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge and so we know lack of knowledge is lack of light it is the presence of darkness and people are dying left and right people are sick and so they were turned to the church you used to have all this information are you not one of the watchmen on the walls of zion and so the walls the, the whole world around us they're turning to the church now turning to you for information as i hear the words of the devotion in the light of the times i can see clearly that there is a polarization beloved a reshuffling is going on others are looking intensely upon the church and her leaders as watchmen saying watchmen on the walls of zion as the song says what of the night tell us are the day star now arising tell us 
are the landmarks on our voyage all passed by. They want to know concerning even the vaccines. Is this the mark of the beast? What is our, what is, what are the prophetic signs? Where are we now in the prophecies? Are we going nearing the end of the world? In evangelism 119 it says, by the words they speak, the prayers they offer, the influence they exert, they are to sow seeds that will bear fruit to the glory of God. There is to be no wavering. The trumpet is to give a certain sound. The attention of the people is to be called to the third angel's message. Let not God's servant act like men walking in their sleep, but like men preparing for the coming of Christ. So we have been set in the world as watchmen and light bearers. To us has been entrusted the last warning for a perishing world. On them is seen in, on them is seen a shining wonderful light from the word of God. They have been given a work of the most solemn import. The proclamation of the first, second and third angels messages. There is no other work of so great importance. There are to allow nothing else to absorb their attention. So beloved, it is time for us to mount up our post of duty, climb upon the fortress, upon the truth, on the platform of eternal truth. We from there begin to proclaim, tell the people, the inhabitants who could not see over the fence what is going on, tell them where the enemy is now, tell them what the mark of the beast is, tell them that God has called us to give him glory even at on our, our tables what we eat and drink we are to do all to the glory of God tell them the claims of the law the ten commandments and not forgetting to keep our own souls first because we have souls to one oh Jezebel will come with her threats we see her threatening the world even at the moment with her her borrowed powers I read now how she threatened Elijah. I read from Prophet and King 160 it says, Elijah should not have fled from his post of duty. He should have met the threat of Jezebel with an appeal for protection to the one who had commissioned him to vindicate the honor of Jehovah. He should have told the messenger that the God in whom he trusted will protect him against the hatred of the queen. Only a few hours had passed since he had witnessed a wonderful manifestation of divine power, and this should have given him assurance that he will not now be forsaken. Had he remained where he was, had he made God his refuge and strength, standing steadfast for the truth, he would have been shielded from harm. And so we have a lesson here that we are entering a time, a very interesting time. We are to remain even in God as our refuge. We find strength standing steadfast for the truth, a strong fortress of truth. It will cost something, but let us do our part and we'll leave the results in the hands of God. It is my prayer that we find grace to give God 
absolute control of our lives that we trust him fully that he will lead us through this amen let us pray our heavenly father we continue to thank you we thank you for your goodness and mercy and for your love for your grace oh lord being bestowed upon us we thank you we thank you for your word that you have not let left us as children groping in darkness men walking or seeing other men as trees you've given us your chart and compass to reveal unto us the things that will happen even in the last times you've told us to give the trumpet a clear and certain distinct sound so that the men will know what to prepare for as they continue to look unto the church look unto us O oh Lord, may we be in the position to direct people, give wise counsel as to how to prepare so that the enemy will not come upon us unawares, will not fall into one of the traps of the enemy. Help us, O oh Lord, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen.